0: What's up, and welcome to Espresso with Aaron and Sarit, the show where you go to gain the confidence and self empowerment that you need to live your best and most authentic life. Tough love conversations to reveal the simple truths that will transform your relationships, your body, and your bank account. We are your hosts. I'm Aaron and I'm Sarit, and we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same fitness, nutrition, lifestyle and financial habits that have transformed ours. Good Today, I have with me the female power couple. Individually, they're both incredibly powerful, but together, they're a real powerhouse. As if it is not obvious enough already, both in the physical sense, you guys, and in life. Alex, 2015 CrossFit Games athlete and six times regional athlete. And you're also a lawyer. Meredith, 2018 CrossFit Games athlete and four times regional athlete. And you're a biological engineer. They both cook own the Tactic Method, which is located all the way up in Canada. Alex Barker and Meredith Rue. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for having us. Of course, such a powerhouse. So you know, whenever we we get started with any of the interviews, the first question that you know, we like to talk about is basically like journey, like what got you where you are today, because it's super important to understand like where you came from, right in order to understand where it is you're going. So I mean, it's very obvious that you guys live an incredibly like fit lifestyle right and that it's something that you're both passionate about with a tactic method which we'll talk about later on in the conversation but how did your passion for fitness and nutrition come about
1: honestly it just kind of happened i wasn't a particular like i was an athlete growing up i played a few different sports and i swam at a pretty high level but wasn't like phenomenal i didn't i wasn't an athlete in college so when i went to college i stopped training at an elite level because i wasn't swimming and so there was kind of an in-between between like age 19 and age age like 23, where I was just kind of dabbling in some like biking, doing some running, which I hated trying to like kind of find myself and figure out what it was I wanted to do. And then just like kind of stumbled upon CrossFit in 2012. and was very recreational. I don't even think I could hold a barbell over my head when I started doing CrossFit in 2012. Like I was very unremarkable when I started and when, like my first coach is like he likes to point that out as kind of a like a story about what you can do if you stick to it. So I really got into it right away, though. And I, you know, I did it part-time while I was working in the pharmaceutical industry. Went to regionals a few times, started like starting in 2015. And that was around the time, like 2014, 2015 is when I started dabbling in my own nutrition around 2014 and then started coaching others in 2015. And it was in line with what I was doing for a career, right? So like as a biological engineer and for the company that I worked for, I was doing a lot of like cell culture and microbiology. And so concerning myself with like nutrition and health of cells and really like it's not that different than human the cells listen better that was the only so that was probably when like I got into nutrition I saw the impact that it had on me and then I saw the impact that I had on people at my gym started coaching that more full-time in 2017 and then started up tactic in 2018 and kind of like you know in the midst of that I got a divorce I used to be married to a man which a lot of people don't know so that happened I moved to Calgary it wasn't like I didn't leave him for Alex so to be super clear that's not what happened but I did end up moving kind of in between like careers or making decisions about what I wanted to do with my life. Typical gay girl fashion, I U-Hauled to Canada. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. And that's really when things took off. Like 2018 was a great year for me, like training wise. I went to the games that year. Uh, Tactic came about in 2018, uh, just shortly after the game. So that's really, I think when things sort of really took off for me and for us. And now we're here.
0: I love it. Alex, share with us your story. How did it all start for you? And thanks so much for sharing that, Meredith.
1: Mm -hmm. We actually have pretty similar
2: stories. I started CrossFit at the end of 2012 and then basically went to regionals. I went to regionals on a team in 2013. I got into CrossFit I graduating. So I grew up basically playing every single sport and into athletics. And I did quite well at most sports. I narrowed in as I was getting into my later teens on golf and alpine racing. And those two worked because golf is a summer sport and winter skiing is a winter sport. But then as you start getting more serious about skiing, you have to start traveling to like Europe and South America to train on the glaciers during the summertime, just so that you can get that like competitive edge. So I was on the provincial team here. And then I qualified for like the national team and had to basically quit golf. And then after a year on the national team, it wasn't really something that I could see myself doing long-term. We started traveling to Europe and like competing against the Europeans. And they're very, very, very strong. Like they just, they grow up skiing. And so I started seeing myself paired against the rest of the world and was like, my ultimate goal was to make it to the Olympics. And I was like, even if I make it to the Olympics, like I'm not going to be winning the Olympics. Like to me, it just seemed like a lot of sacrifice and focusing on one sport where you're kind of just going to be on the out, like on the outskirts, I kind of sense. Plus I was also pretty academic growing up. Like my mom and dad are both lawyers and they really pushed the importance of school and good grades. And so I ended up finding kind of an even medium and going on a athletic scholarship to the university of Alaska for alpine skiing. And it was cool. It was like four years, we got to travel around the lower 48, a lot for ski racing like Utah, Colorado, Vermont, all those places, New Mexico. And then at the end of my four years, I was majoring in psychology and then minoring in philosophy with the goal of being a psychologist, like a sports psychologist. And then after that, I kind of realized sports psychology is a very small field. And I took some other courses and business law was one of them. And I was like, I'll just go to law school. And partially because both my parents were lawyers and it seemed like good. I loved law school. It was great. But then when I started practicing, it was not really the lifestyle is very different than what I enjoy. It's very much like live to work. And it was very difficult for me to balance like other things in my life, like my relationship with Meredith, who had just moved to Canada, exercise, like sleep even was falling to the back burner. And so when the opportunity arose to start up our own business, I kind of jumped on that because with my history and sport, I've always been into nutrition and just like performance. And then a lot of nutrition coaching is psychology and habit a building, just talking to people. And so it kind of like, it was a really good direction for me to move in. It's like a completely different direction, but it also was a good use of my education up to that point. Like starting a business, you need to be kind of like, you need to know how that works. So it was really easy for us to do that. And then, yeah, like I said, the nutrition coaching part, of course it took some time. I mentored with another coach for a bit just to make sure I kind of knew the ropes and then Meredith had been doing it for a while. So it was easy for me to kind of learn a lot for her. But yeah, it's been a really cool journey. I
0: love it. So, you guys, they're sharing a lot of like really important points and golden nuggets. So, Meredith, something that was really interesting that you said, and of course, everything that you're saying is awesome and we love to hear your story, but when you said if you can stick with something long enough, you can achieve something great from it, right? So, like that was lesson number 1 from Meredith. Like she stuck with CrossFit for 3 years and I'm sure like aside from the fact that you're probably super talented, and you worked your ass off, right? Like, you know, we can achieve anything in life for as long as you're consistent enough. So consistency is something that's really important. I'm sure we're going to touch up on it in just a little bit. And Alex, with you, it's like making sacrifice for what matters to you, right? So like you made two sacrifices in your journey so far, or at least from what you shared, right? You know, with regards to, okay, I quit golfing for the sake of, you know, basically like taking Alpine skiing full time because I wanted to be all in, you know? And then- with regards to your career. You you made a sacrifice, right? Like, you know, you got this degree in law, but you're like, this is not in alignment with my core values and how I live my life. So I'm going to transition. By the way, it's really cool that you're a business lawyer because basically like you guys already have a business lawyer. <laughs> it is actually,
2: we when we deal with, like anytime we have to write up a contract or something for a contractor, like there's a legal issue. It's kind of nice to have, to not, like we have another lawyer. Like we have a lawyer who kind of like does deal with some of our books and things, but it's nice to kind of not have to like, now we're saving so much money.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, it's awesome. It's such a great skill. So I love how you can harmonize it. You know, let's talk a, a little bit about, you know, the behavioral aspect of nutrition, you know, something that we always say when it comes to nutrition is, of course, the, the physiological effect, and then the behavioral effect as well, which I think, you know, like doctors in general, like they never consider that, right. And that's why like people fail at doing diets, because it's so behavioral. So it, you you know, for women specifically, you know, according to Science Daily, 75% of women have an unhealthy relationship food, I know that, you know, for the longest time, a big part of my journey was overcoming a terrible relationship food. So you know, if you can, if you guys can share with us your journey with regards to your relationship with food, you know, have you guys ever struggled? How did it evolve? And you know, at what moment as well in your life? Did the trajectory of your relationship with food change?
1: Yeah, that's a like, uh, that's a hard question. I think it. W- I would be lying if I said I just still didn't have moments where I don't struggle with food. It's just like, it's kind of a thing and it's really hard to get out from under that. I'd say like my moments are pretty far in between. Like they don't happen often anymore, but they used to for sure. I used to, I mean, it's just like, it's what you do, especially when you're like for me, when I was getting into CrossFit, like it's just, okay, you know, I want to look this way, so I'm going to eat less when like that was so far off base because I was never someone who had a, like a great Deal of weight to lose. I just like, I needed to be patient and like work hard in training and allow my body to change as a result of my training and not my nutrition. That took a long time to understand. I like probably the shift for me, like the, the shift happens over time. So I can't say like a specific moment, but probably for me, I did some Olympic weightlifting back in like 2013, 2014, competed in that and was at like a really low weight class. So I was doing the weight cutting thing. It was super unhealthy. And then in 2014, I decided I wanted to be done with that. And I just I wanted to like kind of be at my natural weight and put some like try to put some muscle on and started eating like actually in that moment started eating for performance and paying attention to what I was eating eating more carbohydrates and the change that I saw in myself during that year was so significant that it allowed me to kind of say okay the, what I thought like what I used to think about food was completely wrong and so it allowed at least on a level right because you can't get rid of all of the anxiety like the body image stuff but at least on a level it allowed me to det- detach emotions from eating and say like, Hey, I'm just going to eat for performance, you know, 80 or 90% of the time and like not sweat the other 10 or 20% if I go out and get, you know, tacos or, you know, some ice cream or whatever. So that's kind of where I am now. I, I know like when I'm feeling away, like what to do and what to adjust, but there are still days where I wake up and I'm like super bloated. I'm like, man, what the hell? And like my initial thought is like, Hey, I'll just eat less a day. And like, it's, I'm like, no, like, you know, better than that. So I think it's still, you battle it. I just battle it less frequently mm, oh, so powerful <laughs>
0: okay alex share with
1: us your journey for me i would say i don't have as many
2: issues with food necessarily i think growing up i was so driven by like performance and just being good at sport i didn't even think about food really or like what my body looked like until i was probably like 18 or 19 like when i went to university and started like drinking more and like eating a bit more because i wasn't i was living a bit of a different life just being in university and i started gaining a bit of weight and then started noticing like, okay, maybe I should like rein it in. And then I would say like when I started in, when I started CrossFit, I started noticing like my body changing and then kind of noticing I got really, really, really lean and like lost my period. And like, I wouldn't say it was necessarily me restricting food. It was like, I was so active. I was running a lot as well. So I was doing like running and CrossFit, also playing soccer. This was after university. So when I was like 22, 23, and basically I had gone through some family loss, like, and my anxiety was super super high. And so I fell back on exercise as kind of a coping mechanism. And Mm -hmm. I would say like, I was basically like addicted to exercise. Like I couldn't go a day without exercising a lot. Like I ran a marathon, like trained and ran for a marathon while like getting into CrossFit. And yeah, I would say that's probably like my biggest thing. Once my body started changing from like getting really lean, a lot of people would mention like, oh, wow, you look so great. Or like, look at your arms, like things that I just never really had before. I don't know, like definitely CrossFit is more upper body. So, start showing your arms off more and they're more muscular and that's when it started clicking like probably much later in life than most women clicking in life like oh like my body image is important or like my body is important what i look like other people are noticing and then i would say like as i started getting into like my later 30s twenties, or sorry later 20s that's when i started really like kind of like noticing and then i was tracking as well and so i was starting to notice like food is kind of related to that and so like i track very meticulously every day like i'm just kind of like that. I keep track of things very closely. And when I don't track there's, I try to like go on vacation, like cannot tracking and try to like be okay with that, but it's still, there's a struggle. So I don't really, I wouldn't say have that many issues with food, but I also do. And I think that's so hard to avoid as a female and especially in sport these days, because there's so much emphasis on what you look like. And that's so closely tied to what you're eating and your eating habits. So yeah, a bit different than the usual story, I guess, but
0: yeah, 100%. So this is really cool because like, you know, the way that at least the way that I perceive it is that like, Meredith, like for you food, like in the past has been more of like an emotional experience. And you know, for you, Alex, it's, you know, you're kind of like more logical with it, right? So you're like, I got to eat, this is gonna make me perform better, I'm gonna just do it, right? However, something that, you know, is really powerful for each and every one of you guys to hear, because regardless of where you're at in your journey, whether you've been at it for a couple of months, a couple of weeks, or a couple of years is that it never gets easier. You just keep on getting better. And that is the concept of consistency. And that's why, dude, like you have to fucking show up, you know? This is a side question. So like, what's your thing? Like if you were to like have a treat, like what would be your go-to?
2: I love like French fries. And also I really love baked goods, like cookies. I probably have, I eat cookies on a pretty regular basis. I also really like M&Ms and I eat those every day. Not like a whole, you know, bunch (laughs) of them, but just like a little bit each day. But I would say, yeah, cookies, candy, like chocolate
1: candy, and then French fries. How
0: about you, Meredith?
1: Chips and salsa. <laughs> like if you go to a Mexican place and they like the basket of chips and the salsa and maybe guacamole, I like I need someone to cut my hands off when I because <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't like stop myself. But there Yeah, so that's probably my like my one food that I, I like treat myself.
0: I love it. Well, if you guys ever come to SoCal, I mean, you know, I wonder what the Mexican places in Canada are like but there's so many great places with chips and salsa like I remember Aaron and and myself we went out for a drink last weekend and of course you know they bring you a basket of chips and salsa and they're like do you want it? and <laughs> gave herself an allowance of a few. And I just told her, like, you need somebody to hold you accountable because once your hand like goes mm-hmm. into that basket, like game over, yeah. right? So yeah, she was able to control herself. I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do it. Meredith, <laughs>
1: Alex, sorry.
0: No. If we ever go on a double date, Meredith and I are going to have to hold hands so we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes like, I
2: think
1: the first time I saw Meredith in front of Chips and Salsa, <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa. like It's like the t- made Chips <laughs> and Salsa for time. Exactly. Sometimes I make the waitress like hold me. I'm like, you have to stop this. Yeah. And she can't <laughs> like they just um, keep, like, do I die? Like how does this end?
0: <laughs> oh man, I love it. Okay. So you know what's beautiful about your relationship is that you play so many roles in each other's lives, right? I mean you train together, you compete together, shit. You know, like you guys both co-own a business together. Together, you know, it obviously says a lot about the kind of relationship that you have. And I don't know if you guys ever listened to Oprah Winfrey, but I love her so, so much. And, you know, she calls the kind of relationship that you guys have. And I feel extremely grateful, because I truly believe that I have that with Aaron as well. It's a soulful relationship. It's like, you know, individually, you're both powerful, but like together, it's almost like, you know, magnifying, magnetized. But you know, if you guys were to, like, put together five relationship rule for anybody to follow? What would they be? I would say number
2: one was highlighted last night with one of our friends. We saw one of our stories on Instagram, but it's like enjoy at least one meal together, like just Mm -hmm. without distraction. We do that with a fair number of meals, but usually dinner, at least sit down across the table with each other without our phones and chat. Love it.
1: I think if you work with your significant other, even if you don't, but if you maintain a busy work schedule individually, like make time to put work away, like we kind of go through phases with that. Where we'll be like working through our like kind of our free time in the evening. And it's like, okay, we need to kind of stop that, put that away and like, you know, spend quality time together. It's easy, especially as a business owner, to just work all the time. Like I could always find something to do. Either it's like, you know, chatting with clients or developing social media stuff. Like I can literally, I can find something to do all the time. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's like you have to, it takes a little bit of discipline to put that away to do something that like on the surface looks like it's maybe less valuable, but in reality, it's like the most valuable.
0: For sure. that. Do you guys have any more, any other rules?
1: Well, this is one we learned recently as
2: well, but it's like to validate each other. Mm -hmm. So you don't necessarily need to agree with the other person, but be like, I get it. Or like, I see where you're coming from. And that's been helpful when we're, you know, upset with something or, you know, makes sit down and listen to other.
1: Yeah. And we definitely, we both have pretty strong personalities. So like, we'll get into it sometimes over whatever. So another rule, and we don't always do this, but I really try is to not go to bed mad at the other person. Or like Mm -hmm. with anything on your mind, like just kind of get it out, settle it. And then, you know, go to bed, happy with each other and, you know, feeling validated. Love it.
2: Do you guys have one more? Do you have one? I think, I don't know. We've never, I would say, so we do compete against each, we have more so in the past, but it's a very rocky part of our relationship just because we're both so competitive. And so it's like balancing being competitive with the person that you love and like loving them. It's just like, it has created a lot of turmoil in the past. And so I think when we do compete against each other, it's like, whatever you do, like try not to make the other person feel bad for losing, or like yeah, don't bloat. I did that once get.
0: <laughs> you know, I want to share with you guys a quick little story, and for the audience, you're totally gonna crack up. So you know, before Aaron and I moved together, she lived in in the West Coast, and I lived in the East Coast. And then you know, we did like you guys a typical you know lesbian move, and you know, we just decided to both of us move to SoCal. And you know, like Aaron went teams to regional, I was never. Never as good as her but like I'm very competitive so I thought that you know in my head my ego like back then I was completely ego driven and I thought that I could be like her and you know we'll always train together right because when it's a part of your lifestyle training is just like it's sacred right so you're like I want to do this sacred thing you know with somebody that I love and every single workout that she did you guys like she would beat me like so hard and get, <laughs> I was so immature back then but I will get so upset and like I remember how you know like she'll have to have a conversation with me like to not make feel bad I'm like you're so sweet I'm like I must have been so freaking annoying
2: we still have to do that it is so immature but I'm like in the moment it's so hard to be like okay with it I don't know Yeah,
0: yeah. you know what actually when you guys were both at the regionals in Del Mar in 2018 we were there watching you guys and Meredith I remember like you know you got an invitation again and Alex like you were like once <laughs> spot behind her right yeah two i think i was
2: two it was spots, two spots. Yeah. which is probably a good thing <laughs>
0: <laughs> right you
1: needed i think carlene was in there we yeah. needed that carlene
0: matthew cool i mean yeah i bet that was like pretty probably kind of like a love hate feeling like yeah. it probably brought mm-hmm. you turmoil because you're like i'm so happy for you but i'm so fucking pissed.
1: yeah 2018 regionals was wild we learned a lot about each other that weekend like good things but it was definitely a lot to go through because it was yeah every day was a different roller coaster because every day was a little bit different. But we did a really good job that year. Like when you're competing individually, you don't do your events until the afternoon. And so we like, we spent every morning, like just kind of hanging out in the hotel room in bed, watching Queer as Folk. And like that, (laughs) which is a great show. Um, (laughs) Very distracting. Yeah. And it was like, okay, like we we went to, then we competed then we came home and came to the hotel and did it all over again. We haven't really competed against each other
2: individually since 2018 because it was very difficult. Like we made it and it was a good growing experience, but it's definitely something that we try to kind of avoid a little bit. If like
1: the last couple competed on team together. Right.
0: Meredith, didn't better. you go teams in 2019 or something?
1: Yeah. Well, we didn't compete. We went to Granite Games on a oh, team okay. and we one spot away on a bit of a technicality. But, and then we went demo team that year together, which was good. That was a good experience. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, I mean, okay, this is a complete side question. So, Kouris folk versus Elward, who wins? The audience, I want to hear it from you guys too. Are you guys team chorus folk over or over. the L Word? Well, all the gay ones will know. <laughs> and if you're gay and you still haven't watched the L Word, okay, you got some homework to do this weekend. Or if you're not gay and you have watched, you might. Have you guys watched a new series of the L Word? Like, what's it called? Generation Z or something?
1: Yeah, we have. I don't actually think we've watched the final episode, but we watched most of them. We just need to it
2: watch It didn't the- live up to the original yes. series. Yes, yes,
0: yeah. I agree. Not I as good. Agree. I love it. Amazing. Well, speaking of gay, you know, being gay- like coming out as part of you know your own journey of self-development right because it's like in 100 percent like alignment with you know like living an authentic life can you guys share with us your coming out story
1: yeah mine's rough so i grew up in the south i'm from north carolina I'm saying that because i'm like from a community thing but it's a so i was kind of surrounded by people there's i didn't have any gay people in my life i didn't like there wasn't anyone that i could look to and kind of understand that you have a very normal and happy life being gay and so you know because of some other things that happened in my like childhood i really like as a late as a teenager and so that's what i sought out despite the fact that like a long time ago you know i made the decision to kind of take this what i thought at the time was like the safe path which was like go to school get an engineering degree find an engineer marry the engineer like buy a house with white picket fence and just have a life i had all those things but it's like you know i would lay in bed at night or you know whatever and i would kind of feel like i was just looking down on myself like i was looking at someone else's life like it wasn't my life. It was kind of you used to have these weird kind of out of body experiences. And I just like that started to get worse and worse and worse. And then Meg reared in. So she moved to North Carolina from California and we became good friends and she had a partner and I was like, oh shit, like you can have a normal life and be super happy. And that was kind of the wheel started turning and I was like, okay, I have to make a change. And so like when I came out, I came out first to my sister who was trying to like counseling at the time. And I think when I finally told her, she was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Which was ironically the same exact same response that I got from my dad. And I was like, well, shit, like if you guys knew, why didn't you say something? So that was kind of it. And then like it was hard because it obviously resulted in the end of a relationship for me. And it's, you know, even though I'm gay and I was in a straight relationship, it doesn't mean that like there wasn't a a good relationship formed there. Like I did have a relationship with him. I did have a relationship with his family and it was a bit of a breakup. And I knew that I was going to hurt people by, you know, by doing that. But it was like, ultimately, I was going to hurt him no matter what what like that's kind of my story and then you know did the online dating thing. you know we hooked up in miami 2017 oh i'm gonna
0: say erin and i met in 2016 that was it. Yeah. and she was like two weeks away from getting married to a dude your story like, yeah reminds me of her so much it's crazy i love it i love it so it's much
1: it's very common yeah i didn't realize it was quite as common as really as it is yeah like you just never like you don't hear about it like even like cassidy lance and ally like she was in a relationship nicole holcomb was married to a guy like i didn't I didn't know any of this because it's just not something that people like talk about or put out there. So mm-hmm. I always try to make sure that I talk about it. So people know that it's like saying,
0: <laughs> I love it. We actually have a friend in common. His name is ritual He's done a lot of photography for us. And I remember like, I think it was like a, one of our previous photo shoots, but he's like, yeah, do you guys know that like Alex and Meredith are a couple and we're like, No, we had no idea. So he was telling us it's crazy. What a small world. But I mean, Miami is where it's at. It's such a special place. Alex, share with us your story. Story. By the way, you guys like it keeps going into the twilight zone. We can hear you. I'll, I'll go go check the internet again. Our cat
2: pulls the plugs out of the wall, <laughs> and she just did it. That's why I was out trying to fix it. I'll go check again. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> yeah, no
1: worries. She's really good. Yeah. Be able to see her if I thought But do you guys have any dogs? No, we just have a cat, and sometimes she makes me wish I had a dog. They're pretty low
0: maintenance. How yeah. old is she? She's how old is i She's like ten months. Cool. Are we enjoying this so far? You guys are totally rocking this. So thank you again which one of y'all is more tech savvy it's not even close (laughs) it's like alex is so shockingly bad at technology like sometimes
1: i think she's playing a joke on me This she does math outside of Excel and then enters the numbers into Excel from her like phone calculator. I'm like, what are you doing? The <laughs> only
2: thing I ever needed to use like in law school mm-hmm. was Word and the internet. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. Like you right. didn't really need to be doing any math or anything or like even presentations. Like I never really needed to make those. But so yeah, my coming out story, I was 26 before that. Like I think I knew I was gay for a really long time. In university, I dated a guy for like over a year. And then after university, I started dating somebody else, like in the CrossFit world, a guy, and like both times I was like, this isn't right. But I just stuck with it because I was scared of, I don't know. Honestly, looking back, I don't really know what I was scared of. I think being like letting people down. I was worried about what people were gonna think, especially my parents. Like I remember at one point I was like, I'll come out when my mom and dad die. And, and like, then, your parents are awesome, by the yeah, way. Yeah, like, like they were totally fine with it, and I never thought that they would like have a negative response to it. I just like, I don't think for me, I didn't want. To let down, so I came out. I went to law school and I started kind of like seeing this girl in secret. And I was like, yeah, this is definitely something that I deal with. Yeah, and then I just basically started telling people slowly, but not my parents. And then I started seeing another girl. And when I was in law school, I was living three hours away, my parents. And then I met this girl in Calgary, where my parents live. And I was like driving back and forth Calgary to where I was going to school. Like I was doing the three-hour drive a lot, kind of like to back home on the weekends to see this girl. And my mom and dad, I think, were. starting to get a little suspicious and this girl is awesome she was like a very she was an Olympic athlete she was very out there like everyone knew she was gay she's just like super awesome about it and proactive I guess you could say and she kind of gave me the courage to just like tell my mom that was so hard but once I told her she was like yeah that's totally fine she kind of knew I think again kind of like Meredith kind of knew <laughs> and then after that like I feel like I changed as a person like I was so much more like comfortable with who I was I wasn't as secretive with things in my life life I was able to like relate with people more and like talk about personal things yeah I just became like an open person whereas before that I was just extremely closed off and like secretive and and not even just with like who I was dating it was like just everything in my life like I just felt like I formed better relationships it's crazy how like that has such a big impact on who you are and like how you are
0: 100% and you know for anybody listening a lot of our audience are you know basically a part of the family everybody's family by the end of the day. But you know, wherever you're at in your journey, like just coming out, like it's something courageous, right? And this is something that you guys talked about earlier, like, you know, the need for validate, right? So like, you know, there's people that you love and feel like, you know, once you tell them the news, like they might react in a way that will not validate you for who you are, and you care about them. However, like, you know, wherever you guys are at in your journey, if you're like, Oh, my gosh, I just found out that I'm gay, or I know that I'm gay, but I like like I haven't come out yet because I don't know. It's like it's a huge part of your own self-development journey. And, you know, from my own experience, and please agree with me, It feels feel that way, like I believe that you're never going to be at a point where you're just 100% fulfilled with who you are until you're able to live off and be like, hey, this is just like, you know, God forbid if something was to happen and you didn't have a leg. And, you know, it's like, hey, this is me. Awesome. I love it. Okay, so from your own personal and professional life. You guys, again, you play so many roles in each other's life, right? But I want to talk about how your relationship with food affects your relationship with one another. Have you guys like ever noticed any trends?
2: So with Meredith, she's a little bit more relaxed than I am with food. She like, oh, so I only started taking like rest days was starting to date Meredith. Like, and because I never did that before, it was like, there was no rest day. And then it was like, okay, like she kind of like, I guess having something else to do, like hang out with Meredith or we would go places, do things on a rest day. And it's kind of the same thing with food. Like I never really like when out for dinner very often or places where I couldn't track. And now Meredith really likes going out for dinner. So it's a way to kind of like I'll loosen the reins on myself a little bit to be able to enjoy dinners with her. But I think like day to day, we eat pretty much the same. We kind of had the same preferences before we met each other. But I would say, yeah, the going out thing is the big thing. Yeah. And then the flip side of
1: that is like, because I am someone who's a little bit looser with my diet and lifestyle, not loose in a bad way, but I like chips. (laughs) I have an inclination Sometimes to not like, I'll like, if I'm not feeling a workout, I'll just like, I'll rest or I'll skip it or whatever. And like, I've done that for ages and not to really a detriment of my performance, but sometimes like when I'm on the fence, like do I want to do this training session, do I want to do something easy? Do I not want to work out? It helps to have Alex who's like, just do the workout. I'm like, okay. She sometimes shifts me over like to the more structured side of things, which isn't a bad thing either because I still have like performance goals and I still want to do my best. So it's definitely a balance. Like she helps me be a little more structured structured and I help her like take a breath. So I love it.
0: So you guys are both coaches and you have a coach as well, right? Yep. So I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the importance of having a coach with regards to achieving something significant versus doing it on your own. Because this is something that I noticed as females, you know, we have this mentality because we're just caregivers, right? Of course, if you're a mom, then consider that magnified times 100, right? Like you want to try figuring it out on your own. It doesn't matter like what goal it is, whether it's, you know, weight loss, whether it's, you know, athletic, whether it's regards to learning a new skill from your own experience as a coach with what you help, you know, other people achieve and also how your coaches has helped you something significant. Can you talk about just like the importance of, you know, having a coach in your life when you have a specific goal?
2: So, so I've had both nutrition coaches and performance coaches. I would say that for me, the performance coach has been the most important thing for me. I hired him. Him in 2013 or 14 and i've had him for now so i guess six years and it's really important to have somebody kind of like outside of yourself making sure that you're kind of like pushing the limits because oftentimes i find in workouts like i don't even know what my pill is if you have somebody who knows what they're doing and is able to push you to that that next level but also there's a fine balance you don't want to get pushed too far um because then you'll lose that like you won't feel like you have that ability to do it so it's like you just need to be pushed like far enough where you're like wow i can do it whereas like with nutrition and lifestyle coaching, it's the same thing. Like sometimes it's helpful to have a coach that can recognize where you're falling a bit short in terms of like reaching your ultimate goal and then pushing you just a little bit, but just enough so that you can achieve that. Yeah. So it's important to make sure that you can get a client to have a small goal that they can achieve and that maybe they don't even know is a goal. Like, okay. So basically we try to set goals for our clients. Yeah. So it's important to have a coach because you can look at a food log and you can see things that you may not, that person may not be able to see themselves plus you're more educated you look at more food logs you know what to look for and you know how to help that person like fix that yeah i think trying to change things on yourself like your focus is so small yeah and then also people don't like change people don't like themselves and so it's good to have somebody else do that
0: for you 100 i love it so it's really important to have somebody who can help you take it to the next level and also somebody can see something within you that you can't see yourself or mechanically see something that you are not able to see merida do you have anything else to add to that yeah I think just to like build on that we're not good at being objective about ourselves and
1: so I know that from a like a training perspective I used to do my own programming and I was just injured and then I hired so I had the same coach that Alex has and like just kind of letting go of trying to control that myself and having someone who could look at my situation objectively and understand what forward was helped me ultimately like reach you know my potential as an athlete so like I was never gonna get there on my own. I just wasn't. And so allowing a professional to step in and control that for me was pretty paramount to my success. I love it. As love an it. athlete,
0: I want to talk a little bit about the tactic method and what you guys do. So if you can just, you know, share with us, like, what is the vision and the mission for you guys, at tactic method? And you know, how do you guys help people achieve their goal? Yeah, so tactic is a nutrition and lifestyle coaching company. And you know, we help from all backgrounds
1: so we have you know athletes who compete at an elite level and then we have people who you know have never done nutrition or diet at all and they have you know major weight loss goals i would say like the bulk of the people that we work with are more on the like you know recreational side let's improve health through nutrition and behavior change versus the elite athlete a lot of people think that we only work with elite athletes which is definitely not true so we come at it from two angles we try to obviously make decisions as coaches based on science and and you know what exists evidence based and also the behavioral aspects so we have you know we chat information and then we try to help people change their behavior
0: okay but you were talking about so the last word that we are actually able to hear is behavioral so i think you were basically talking about you know helping people to you know their physical goals through behavioral yeah? yeah yeah essentially that's what we do that's the bulk of what we do yeah i love it amazing mm-hmm. so you know if the audience wanted to learn more about you guys where can they find you Well, the easiest place to find
1: us is on our Instagram, which is you can follow either tactic nutrition. That's our business page or our individual pages, which show up if you search our name. We actually have a podcast called the afternoon snack that had to take a break on because our equipment got lost in the mail. So there's like probably eight episodes that came out and there was a break for about a month and a half. And now we're back to releasing episodes there. And then we just started up a YouTube channel. So tactic method on YouTube, you can find us there. Um, There's a couple of videos up. So staying busy, with the content. The podcast is great though and something we're trying to really like get going. Love it. Yeah.
0: Awesome. I dropped in the comments where they can find you guys. So, okay. The name Afternoon Snack. Who came up with it?
1: I think I came up with that. We wanted something that was not directly related to tactic because we do talk about like CrossFit and some other things on that podcast but it was still like, you know, an homage to the fact that we do talk about nutrition a lot. So that was a good good podcast name.
0: Awesome. I love it. Well, you guys, it was lovely to have you on our show this morning we definitely enjoyed it you guys did we enjoy it let's show alex and meredith some love aaron and sarit style (laughs) bring those hearts together here we go amazing you guys thank you so much for joining us today you made an impact on quite a bit of ball. and for you guys listening or watching thank you so much for joining us as well you found this more entertaining than whatever else you got going on stay safe out there don't over do it with chips and salsa unless it is intentional stay fresh stay fly stay awesome thank you guys have a great day thank you alex thank you meredith you guys are awesome take care bye, bye. thank you thank you thank you for listening to espresso with erin and Suri. on your way out be sure to check out our website erinandseri.com to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff and if you feel so inclined hop on over to leave us a five-star review wink wink And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Aaron and Sarit.